0: Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Celebrate. This is a weekly movie review podcast. Each episode, we take a look at a movie that was released during this week in history. We're starting with mostly movies released in 1998. We hope that you enjoy our show and encourage you to participate here in discussions about these episodes and what you hope to hear in future episodes. I'm Ryan. I'm Steve. And today we're talking about the best Saturday Night Live movie ever. Seventh best. Oh, seventh best. Seventh best. That was a seven. sorry. Yeah, yeah. That was a seven, not a f- number one. Yeah, the seventh biggest Saturday Night Live movie ever. The wonderful Blues Brothers two thousand. Wonderful. Yes, it was. It was wonderful. Wonderful. It, I was. I was enthralled. Yep. Through the whole movie. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just so well made and well written. I I agree. The plot was just mwah, mm-hmm. beautiful. Well yes, done. exactly. It, it, it's it's probably the best movie ever made. I you know a lot of people vote Vertigo or Citizen Kane, Blues Brothers two thousand. I mean it's got nothing. On I don't know. I mean this is just two. to me this is a step behind Manos. Yeah, step be that is actually closer. Top of the line. Yep. <laughs> Manos, Birdemic, Blues Brothers two thousand. Right in there. And then the room. So that's Ooh. that's the way it goes. Yeah.
1: All right. That's our top list. So yes. Now that you've completely discarded anything we ever have <laughs> to say
0: about movies. Yes. No, this movie was terrible. Oh, it, it's horrible. It's and I love the original Blues Brothers. My dad is from Chicago. Like he is from the South Side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Grew up not that far from where the Chicago Stadium was, where the Bulls and the Blackhawks mm-hmm. used to mm-hmm. play, everything like that. So when there's a Chicago-based movie, we'd watch it and. This was always on in my house growing up. You know, as I got older, I'm like, this really wasn't appropriate Th- for this a being four the year Blues old. Brothers. Yes. Not this movie. Yes, the, right, ri- the original right. Blues Brothers. So I loved Blues Brothers. I'd watch it all the time, mm-hmm. um, had the soundtrack, would listen to the mm-hmm. music all the time. So I was very excited when I saw Blues Brothers 2000 was coming out. Um, I went with it to see it. Opening day, mm-hmm. and I remember at the theater there was two other people. Not I didn't know them because mm-hmm. I'm not even taking my fandom this far. But they were dressed <laughs> as Joliet, Jake, and Elwood, and they were really happy. Mm-hmm. And when the lights came back on after that movie was over on that Friday night, they didn't was, take their sunglasses off, did they? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was like we were at a funeral. Yeah. So that's yeah. the last time I saw it until this, this weekend. Week.
1: Yeah, until this week,
0: and I totally forgot about the kid.
1: I did too he he had forgotten he had, he had completely gone out of my mind.
0: I think I purposely like blocked that out and like he showed up and all of a sudden like all the like if it was a movie all of a sudden all the images would float back into my head I'm like oh God no mm-hmm. so why don't we start off um, taking a look at what the box office did this weekend
1: in 90. 98 yes um, Titanic was sitting at the top still
0: yes it's not a shock <laughs> no only dropped 11 percent yeah because nothing else came out. It's like if I'm yeah. going out to see a movie, I'm seeing Titanic cuz most people weren't stupid enough to go see Blues Brothers like I was. Although it did although it did open at 4. Yes, it
1: opened at 4. It opened at 4. Um to give you an indication of where it went, um it fell. Yes. It's n- gone on the next week. I don't even see it on the list. Yeah, the next
0: the next week um it is not even in the top 10. No. No, oh, it's, no, it's, oh, nine. Nope. it's, it's nine. number nine. Okay, It dropped 41.7% in the next week. <laughs> which, you know, today that wouldn't sound that bad, but back then that was pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Um, It got beat by Titanic. It got beat by another movie we could have done, but it's just kind of blah. Uh, replacement Killers, which was Chen Yao Fat's first movie in America. And then in third place, it got beat by Goodwill Hunting, which had been out ten weeks by then. Yeah, so. that was its
1: tenth week. Um, The Replacement Killers we could have done, but... This gave us a lot more meat to talk about, I think. Yes. You I think know, a lot more.
0: I, I love Chun-Yu Fat. I've seen a lot of his movies, but Replacement Killers really wasn't good or bad. It was just there.
1: There wasn't much to talk about about that
0: movie. I remember no. it. It was fine. Yeah, was fine. So we're, instead, we're going to talk about the um, career killer that was Blues Brothers 2000. So you and I talked about this before,
1: and maybe we'll get to this later on, but the only person who came out of this with a better career— Belushi yeah and he's been dead for how many years at this point <laughs>
0: yeah he was dead for about 20 years yeah he's the only one point. that
1: came out of this movie and I went you know whose career really took off after this Belushi
0: yeah it's like cause now you can see how important he really was to that movie yeah exactly um I know we kind of want to talk about the plot synopsis
1: here but was there a plot yes it's called Blues Brothers yeah but I mean Blues Brothers at least had a plot yeah it's the same plot
0: I don't know <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) But one of my favorite things I saw when I was just doing some uh, research Mm -hmm. on this. Oh, you researched um, it. Well, that was looking at the trivia on IMDb for the most part. Gotcha. But I'm calling it research. But one of my favorite things was um, director John Landis and Dan Aykroyd um, were very upset with the script and they thought it was terrible and they thought it was going to bomb I'm like, oh. They hated that script. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I can see that. At least they had good idea that it wasn't going to be good. Except I thought they problem. wrote it. Who wrote it? So I looked, and they, they wrote, wrote it. it. <laughs> yeah. So they hated the script they wrote. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I know in Hollywood a lot of times the people that get credited with the screenplay didn't write some of it, or, you know, they brought in people. Mm-hmm. Like, Joss mm-hmm. Whedon was a very famous script doctor oh, yeah. that came in all the time. Sure. So. I'm sure other people had their hands in it, but sure. they were the credited screenwriters, so they're like, this script sucks. Well, and I – you know, one of the things I noticed in the research I did
1: was Aykroyd and Goodman, uh, they didn't get paid for this. They didn't get paid for Not this. Not they, they decided to keep the – they worked on the film without pay to uh-huh. try to keep the budget down. Uh, the budget wound up
0: being 28000000 million. Mm-hmm. And all of it was spent on the one scene where all of the cars crash.
1: That actually – interestingly enough, I looked something up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, There were 104 cars wrecked in this movie. Yes, one more than Blues Brothers. Yeah, one more than Blues Brothers. And the most until G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra in 2009. Which I don't remember. I don't remember.
0: 125, I think they said in that movie. I don't remember that many car crashes in G.I. Joe. I mean, I remember the scene where they're in Paris, but I would have thought it would have been like a Fast and the Furious movie or something like that. Not G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. No,
1: no. I would have expected something else. Mm -hmm. But regardless, um, it was... That one scene with the Mm -hmm. cars—that has to be where most of the budget went.
0: Yeah, getting the music, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Music wasn't—I mean, they had to pay for the rights, I guess. Yeah, they had to pay for the the rights. I don't know how much you know Blues Brother. I mean Blues Traveler cost to get in the movie in '98. I don't know. They were pretty big in '98,
1: so that could have been half the budget.
0: Can we just say I love the '90s? That um. The fact that a really fat guy that played harmonica was, like, a huge star at the time. Can, and I love Blues Brothers. I have I, all their albums, so. Can
1: I go on record as saying after the movie, I was like, I'm going to listen to Blues Brothers. And listen I listened to it all the next day.
0: I did, too. I, I found Travelers and Thieves, like, some of their yeah. old stuff, and listened to it.
1: Amazon Prime, just bam, shuffle it. Yep. Go.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that that was a pointless scene, too, with them in it. I thought they'd yeah. show back up. No, they didn't. But, yeah, so what the plot synopsis is <laughs> – it starts right off pissing me off. So in the beginning of the first one, mm-hmm. um, Jake is in prison. Yes. Played by John Belushi. Mm-hmm. And then he gets out and um, Elwood comes and picks him up. Right. So this time it's Elwood getting out of And he's jail, waiting for Jake. And he's waiting for Jake. Of and course. he just stands there overnight. And he's still standing there the next day. Right. And then the warden, which was Frank Oz. Yep. He's like, oh, we never told him. So they whisper. And it's the worst acting I've ever seen. He just fucking puts his head down.
1: Yeah, he just he just puts his head down and just <laughs> and stands there. And that's the
0: end of the scene. And I'm like, okay, number one, nobody told him his brother has been dead for 20-some years. No. He's not thought, hey, why haven't I heard from my brother Why hasn't in Jake like 20 sent me a years? cake? Yeah, something. Maybe he's working for State Farm. <laughs> yeah, Jake from State Farm. But, yeah, why didn't he send me anything? Why hasn't he never written me? Why hasn't he done this? Why hasn't he done that? And it's just like, nope, he's dead, and he puts his head down.
1: And and, and that's the scene, and that's the last we hear of any sort of sadness about Jake's death.
0: Yeah, his brother is dead. He's just, I mean, yeah, he's been dead for 20-some years, but yeah. he's just realized he's yeah, dead. Yeah, you just realized it. Mourn some. So then he goes to see the penguin again. Mm-hmm. about the only person that's still alive from the first movie. Yes. Um, and she is working at a new place. Not quite an orphanage, but they still had orphans. I wasn't sure exactly where she was, a school. I don't know. I,
1: I want to say it was an some sort of a, a Catholic nunnery school. I don't know. But they had an orphan. But they did have one orphan, yeah. at least. Yeah, they had
0: one. They they just brought them from Here's somewhere else. an Token Orphan. Yeah. But, um, Kid I totally forgot about. So, yeah. So then he finds out that Cab Calloway's character died. Yeah. And he actually has one line that really annoyed me again. He's like, "Oh, that's why he stopped writing." Again, not sad no that warning. his father figure is dead. No. So he's like, "Oh, okay." So then he finds out that um as he was traveling around, he had a kid mm-hmm. which somehow Elwood's like, "That's my half brother," even though not we're sure not how that related. Up, but... Yeah. So he goes um and this is also when we are introduced with Token Orphan because mm-hmm. – and I didn't understand this either. So the nuns wanted him as an influence on this kid? That was my question. So this The guy... convict who has been in jail for most of the last 35 years. Yeah, we know Elwood, and we know his history because we've yes. seen
1: Blues Brothers. Yes. You would think that the nuns would know his history a little bit. Yeah. At least know that he just got out of prison. And their thought is, you know who would be a good influence on this kid? (laughs) This convict.
0: Elwood Blues. That literally can't stay out of jail for longer than 20 minutes. No. Elwood Blues. So then they get mad later when the kid goes with him.
1: And then why? What what were
0: you expecting? (laughs) Yeah. So then um, he goes off to try to find his half-brother. Which isn't his brother at all because he's an orphan. But it's played by Joe Morton. Um, who he surprised me later on? Who I always know as Miles from Terminator Two. Yeah. Um, and he's a state policeman, and he uh, the the one scene like I actually kind of like Joe Morton in this. He yeah. was the best thing in this movie. Yeah. But the scene where he's like, "And what's your name?" and he says Elwood, and he looks it up, and just ding, you hear ding, the ding, computer ding, 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 bing, ding, bing 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 bing, <laughs> and he's like, "And then my brother Jake," and he does it again. That was like actually funny. That I will part was kind of funny. Yeah. Just because like. Of this weird guy that came in and is, like, talking to him yeah. with his stuff on. Now, like, the cheesy part was take off your glasses and – Oh, and he holds sing. a hat. And, or, yeah, yeah, and he yeah, has yeah. his hands up hands like he's head. never taken off his glasses. I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. And that's the beginning of, like, them kiddifying this movie, yeah. which didn't really work because no. kids don't care. Like, it should have been going for the people that were alive in the first one. Yeah. So, yeah, they, we go there. And um, he needed five hundred dollars to get a new bluesmobile. So Which, the kid is a good pickpocket.
1: And the first person I'm asking is the guy I've never seen before. He <laughs> yeah. just accused his mother of having an affair with someone else. Yeah, and I'm calling him my half brother, and he's also a police officer.
0: Yeah, your dead dad is not your dad. Your uh, dad is actually a traveling musician who's, who's also, also dead. dead. Um, I am a convict, and I want to be like your brother. Give me can 500 I have five hundred dollars so I can buy a new car? I'll buy. I'll pay you back. So. He gets thrown out of the. Um, it's not really a precinct. I guess it was their office I've, building, I guess. Well, I guess
1: I think Chicago uh, police headquarters downtown kind yeah, of looks more like, like an office building. Yeah, it
0: looks like an office. But yeah, his headquarters. So yeah. he gets kicked out. Um, the kid is there. Mm-hmm. What is Buster? Is yeah, that is that his name? name? Buster, I, I think it is. What I don't the hell know. Is his name? I'm just calling him um, the annoying kid. That's fine. We he, yeah. We got all the names wrong last week, too. So. Yeah. He shows up, pickpockets them, so they take the $500, gets the car, and then here's something we have to talk about. Okay. Willie's Strip Club. Oh, boy. So, Willie, um, it's this, the horn section. He's in the horn section, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's from the first one. He owns a strip club now in kind of a seedy part of Chicago. That's Toronto. So, Toronto-go. Damn Canada! (laughs) Yeah, because that was not Chicago, but a CD part of Toronto slash Canada. uh, Chicago. Uh,
1: Come on, Chicago is much classier than Canada. We're not going to have CD strip
0: joints in Chicago. Exactly. 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 But so we're in a CD part of town, and he's got a strip club, and you go into the strip club, and it's like a ten-piece band playing with a person singing, and the strippers are like choreographed dancing.
1: (laughs) My personal favorite is the band. I mean. When you walk into
0: a strip club, what you expect is an orchestra. Yeah, you need a hot, nice, you know, 10-piece band behind them. Saxophones, trumpets. Drums. Drums, keyboard. An MC that also sings. Why not? Yeah, he starts singing, like, rhythm and blues songs, and they start dancing. I'm like, nobody in this strip club would want to see this. No. And it's, like, really popular. So uh, (laughs) Elwood gets a job (laughs) as the MC slash singer, and all these... Uh strippers who are wearing like dancing clothes yes they are there's one part where you see one on a stripper pole for a few seconds yeah but not for long yeah but then most of the time they're just dancing they're, around on the stage yeah they're like show choir girls <laughs> and they're dancing around on the stage and he gets a new job it keeps taking his orphan there because that's Cause what why not you should do yeah he's a good influence. influence is good yeah they do give him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich there they did feed him Mm-hmm. Elwood hadn't fed him yet. No, Elwood hadn't. We have, who knows how long this took. Yeah, no joke. Um, So, yeah, they, they're at the strip club. And, like, I'm not a connoisseur of strip clubs. No. I'm sure that you're not either. No. But from what I know, there's not usually a brass section at them. They're usually playing Little John songs while... Uh, also, I don't think women, the lights like, are on. Yeah, and the, all the lights <laughs> are on. Yeah, so you can see everybody else in this strip club with you. That's only slightly... I, I can only imagine that would be slightly awkward. Yeah, I think it would be. And everybody's happy when the band sings and everything, but there's Russians.
1: There's always Russians.
0: Even though it's 1998 and the Cold War's over by now, but... Yeah, but still Russia. Yeah, there's Russians... They're making a comeback. Yeah, they are making a comeback. Uh, There's Russians that are shaking down Willie, and Willie's like, yeah, I have to pay them. So, of course... um, Elwood helps. Elwood helps. He gets them drunk on Russian vodka, I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: And then... Duct tapes them next to the uh, cleanest clean. alley slash dumpster <clears throat> I've ever seen, yeah. with the help of Mac, the bartender.
1: Now, at that point, I do believe we're in Canada. Yeah, because oh, yeah. their alleyways have to be cleaner than ours.
0: Yeah, that was a very clean alleyway. Very but, much cleaner. So, did Elwood think this was going to that was going to solve it? The Russians? Yeah,
1: that was going to solve it. Elwood. Elwood must have this thought in his mind that duct tape in an alleyway mm-hmm. when they're down in their boxers—that's going to stop the Russians. They're not going to be mad about this. No, they're going to be fine.
0: <laughs> it's cool Low level Russians Because they're not even like The high no, they're ones. not the big guys They and didn't it, do anything to him. Well when he comes back When he comes back to the strip club He's like I took care of it mm-hmm. And Willie doesn't seem upset with this No If no. I heard like The crazy dude that's been in jail For the last 30-35 years Took care of my problem I'd be going on vacation With the Russians I'd be like what did you do? And how can I? Like I would have been on the phone with the Russians. I'm sorry. This that, guy, that dude, does not work for me. He's no. just a crazy guy that loves hearing jazz music and yeah. the strip club. Uh, he doesn't work for me.
1: Yeah, no. You got to call the Russians immediately. Mm-hmm. Try to smooth things over.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't. And. No. Uh, like I said, Elwood went with Mac, the bartender, played by John Goodman, mm-hmm. which I think this is his low point, and he was in a movie called King Ralph.
1: I, I think that John Goodman can save almost any movie ever put together, but...
0: But they didn't give him anything to do in this.
1: No, there wasn't much for him to do, but even if he had stuff to do, I don't I yeah. don't know.
0: So then um, we have a scene where he helps with the Russians, and he wants his biggest favor, and his biggest favor was not to be the bartender. He wanted no. to sing... At the strip club. He wanted to sing at the strip club. And we sing, and he's, you know, Elwood figures out he has a good voice. So he has replaced his dead brother now within the first 25 <clears> minutes of the movie. And still isn't sad about it. It's, nope, not sad. He put his head down at one point and but now is totally over it. I do Putting know, the band back together now. Yeah, I don't know where Mac it. found the clothes since they have no money.
1: Uh, yeah, I noticed in the next scene they're all, they're all in Blues they're Brothers. They're all in Blues Brothers gears. Mm-hmm. So, we didn't have the, the Bloomingdale
0: shopping montage. No. Which, again, he has no money, so I don't know how he could have gotten it anyway. That's a nice 3 well, piece suit. Got, you, you got know? Buster with you. He probably just pickpocketed somebody else. I guess that's... He is a good pickpocket. He was a good pickpocket. Yeah. He did it on a cop. You know, if he can do it on a cop, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, then after mm-hmm. we're with Mac, we're back to the original movie of getting the band back Keep together. the band back together. Um, have pretty much the same scenes for a while. Aretha yeah. Franklin sings... Um, a different one of her hits in this one
1: yeah she does at a car dealership yeah
0: they own a mercedes dealership now didn't remember that either don't remember that don't remember that they, um they went from like barely hanging on yeah diner to mercedes dealership while he was in prison yeah
1: i i will make a note at this point i was watching the movie and i started to wonder how many of the actors were actually in the same scene how think... often did you see any of them with each other? Not It much. was always zoomed in on one actor, mm-hmm. and then you'd zoom over, and like and like Elwood and the kid and, and John Goodman's character were dancing, mm-hmm.
0: but they were never with... Aretha Franklin. Yeah. yeah. Aretha Franklin was more or less by herself. Uh-huh. Well, I'm sure that wherever she was, they are just like, all right, let's put a backdrop up. Yeah. Sing your song. We'll cut to them. We're good. We're good. We're done. But Aretha Franklin didn't seem that upset this time. Last time, you know, in the first movie, she was really mad when these, you know, guys came in and took the guitarist. Yeah, and, and now she was just well. kinda like, If that's what you want to do, honey, you gotta go do it. Yeah, you you come back later. I have a successful Mercedes dealership. I'm maybe fine. that's why. Yeah. So they get him, then they go into a sex hotline, I guess. Which was interesting. and Wilson Pickett was the mm-hmm. boss. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah. they they sing another, you know, did there. Sixty four, um, five, seven, eight, nine. Yep. So that w- that was weird cuz they're trying to make it more kitty, but yet the more kitty movie has been at a strip club and now, and now a, a sex, sex, operator hotline. sex
1: operator hotline. Which was exactly what I imagined a sex operator hotline to be like. Yes. Staffed by old women. Old women, greater.
0: yeah. Old women's like, "I'm 20. My name's Candy and I'm yeah. and you just look at that woman and you're like, "Oh god. So, but that song, like, I gotta admit, the movie came alive for a few minutes because... I like the song. It had nothing to do with any of the characters. No. and It was colorful, so I'm like, okay, this isn't that bad. Yeah. So then they get the rest of the band together, um, mm-hmm. get mad at... White supremacists instead of Illinois Nazis this time. Well, that was an interesting scene. Yeah, they blow up the dude Daryl Hammond, and then he's well, they don't. Fine. Blow,
1: they they kind of blow him up. His, his the boat
0: lands on him and explodes. Yeah, but, but he's, he's fine, fine. Later, the next the next time you see him, <laughs> maybe so, they forgot that. Yeah. So, but also by this time, um, Elwood is wanted for stealing the money because yep. he told his brother, who's like the head of the state highway patrol. He left his note. Or, yeah, he left a note. Thanks for so, the money. I'll, I'll give it back. Yeah, so now they're after him. They also are after him because he kidnapped this kid. Yeah. So all the cops are after him. You know, we have a uh, chase and everything. But then we get to the um, revival. No, but no, we got to get before that. Yeah, before that we have the state fair. Got to go to the state fair first. Where they sing Riders on the Storm, oh, which again, Rawhide. Rawhide, where we saw we wow. did see Bob from Bob's Country yeah. Bunker, but now he owns a. Like family sit down place.
1: Yeah, it's a nice little it, diner.
0: Yeah, and then after that we go to the state fair and we're singing Riders on the Storm. Yeah, and then the weirdest thing happens in the movie. Riders on the Storm come minute. out. If yeah, okay. See, up to this up point, to this point, this
1: is the weirdest thing that happens in the movie. This yes. is the point where my wife was I in the room. She was watching it. We're sitting right there on the couch, and. When the writers on the storm come out of the storm, Mm -hmm. she literally dropped her phone on the floor and her mouth fell. Mm -hmm. And she just stared. And at the end of that song, she looked at me and she said, screw this, I'm going to bed. (laughs) And she left the room.
0: I don't blame her. I told her she missed the best part of the movie. Uh, Yes, and we will get to that. We'll get to that. (laughs) But the first movie was was never really on the same level as realism. No, But this takes... This goes to a new level. Well, this, this takes point. a giant step, or like a trampoline jump, to the next step, and we have mm-hmm. like actual ghosts above them riding on horses. Yeah. Can we? Do, does anybody know this? Do they see it? See, that's what I was wondering because nobody in the crowd seems
1: to look up and see this happening. Yes. It's raining. It starts to rain yeah. when this is happening. So, okay, that I can, I can, I can get the belief of that. It's a yeah. county fair. It rains. Yeah. You might. It might rain. And
0: are they in Indiana now? I think. Southern Indiana, I think, or maybe yeah. Kentucky. Something. I think they're in think Indiana because I think they have the Indiana police. I thought it was in Kentucky for the thing.
1: I don't, I don't know. know. Whatever. Yeah, doesn't matter. Um, they also get to New Orleans in like four minutes. Yeah. Um, I I, I don't know that question because as I sat there and watched it, no one goes,
0: "Holy oh. crap!" Yeah. Oh my God! There's four you know four horsemen of the apocalypse have just come out of the clouds. Yeah. Above like, us. No one notices it. They don't have any shots of nope. the band going, Oh, wow, look at that. Look at what we did. So I wonder if,
1: when the movie was done and they were in post production, if they sat there and they went, You know what this scene needs? Like, it wasn't written into the movie.
0: Yeah. Like, there there's... was no
1: reaction to it because it wasn't in the script. Uh-huh. So at the end of the movie, they just go,
0: I'm going to do this.
1: Yeah. Some just... special
0: effects guy was just like, I'll do it. Uh huh. And it probably it looked like it took about a day. Yeah. But yeah, like, you could just tell that. It's just like, there's nothing that goes with it. You're like, why is this happening? Why is the writers on the storm coming out of nothing? So yeah. that was interesting. I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand it. I think they're just they saw the movie and they're like, God, this is really boring. What can we do? Let's add CG skeletons. Yeah, didn't really help. It just confused me more.
1: It confused me more, but you know what? It it fit the movie at that point.
0: Yeah. So then, after that, we get away from the blockade by going under the river, yes. and that's where we meet the white supremacists. Which, when we drove the car under the river,
1: my wife, so she actually left the room at this point. Mm-hmm. She she sits there and she says,
0: as the car drives under the river, she goes, that's not how
1: any of this works.
0: Well, it's the Bluesmobile. You know, the first movie, they're yeah. jumping, like, 300 feet. So. Of course they do. And they do a backflip at one point. Like, the car In does the a car, backflip. Yeah, So. Yeah.
1: I'll I'll give
0: it that. It fits. We'll call it. Yeah, but after that, they go to a tent revival where James Brown is. Oh, boy. Yeah. And in the first movie, again, because this is pretty much a beat-for-beat remake of the original movie without any kind of the heart, humor, or fun of it.
1: There was no emotion in this movie. Yeah,
0: but in the first one, they hear James Brown in Chicago do this because they're – adopted dad or whatever he is, sure. told him to go to church. So sure. then, you know, they see the light. Uh, Jake sees the light. and He's like, we got to get the band back together. Yep. And all they do is, like, there's a l- ray of light on him, and mm-hmm. then he starts dancing funny and doing backflips. Yeah. So this one has to amp that up. Yeah. So the, you know, their, you know, quote, unquote, brother get there because oh, he's no. chasing them. Tons of cops show up. Yeah. And he gets the light. And mm-hmm. instead of just being like, I see the light, nope. he floats 300 feet in the air, twirls around, changes from his outfit into the Blues Brothers outfit, rockets back down to Earth, and starts singing, Start singing.
1: with them. As he started to float up, I started
0: to think somehow we were starting to watch Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, yeah, he's floating up with his arms on each side of him and he changes and yeah. goes back down. But I ha- again I have to admit Joe Morton very good voice that surprised me yeah he had a very had a nice, nice voice, voice.
1: yeah um, I was pleased with that the scene itself sucked yeah but I was pleased with the the, the voice and the song choice that he made there it's like wow he's actually doing a good job here
0: yeah poor guy. Sorry, you're in this movie. Yeah, but you know, to be honest, if I was famous at that time, they're like, do you want to be a Blues Brother? Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, don't even show me the script. So I understand, you know, John yeah. Goodman and him being in it, but and then after they got done, they're like, oh god, yeah, it's like, oh well, at least I was in a Blues Brothers movie. It's kind of like being in episode one, two, and three of Star Wars. Yeah, or the fourth Indiana Jones. Yeah, like, what 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 movie? Okay, yeah, I don't know. I don't the, know what you're talking about. They haven't made one yet. I, I wish they would make a fourth one. Yeah, kind of cool. But yeah, so that that's the same thing. So after this scene, now he's with them. What yep. happened to the other cars? Because I think I tuned it out, but so, now they're all in the same car. <clears throat> so they're all in the same car now. Because he um, ran out of gas?
1: I don't know what happened to the other cars. I can't remember. Yeah. But they're all now in the clown car of the <laughs> Blues Brothers. Yeah. Guy.
0: And now they're going from Indiana or Kentucky, where it right is, to New Orleans. And they show up at this Battle of the Bands that they're well. We got Well, we got to talk about the car accident first. The Oh, yeah. The police okay. car accident. Because... They're driving, they're trying
1: to get away from all the cops that are now chasing them out of the revival. Yes. And there are cops everywhere. And you're thinking, I don't know how they're going to get away from this one. Mm hmm. Ramp. And somehow there's a ramp in a <laughs> yeah. construction zone. They ramp it.
0: They're all the, the cops, only ones to be able to the ramp They're the
1: only ones who saw it. Uh huh. They got it. Um, God works in mysterious ways, according to Elwood. Yes. Uh, the cops don't see it. And. As happens in all—you know, you see it all the time on the news. Whenever there's a, like, 32-car pileup, and it's not just cars hitting each other. It's cars literally flying through the air everywhere. And then everybody gets out okay. And everybody's walking out fine. Yeah, they're fine. Everybody's fine. Um, But I actually did like the cars crashing— because it reminded me in a way of Family Guy. Oh, I thought you were about to say of this movie. No. <laughs> I, I thought it was a very good thing it's for this a very movie. Good, it's a very good analogy to how this movie is. You start yes. to see one crash and you go, okay, that's, oh, God, it's getting it's, worse. It's, oh, it's still going. Oh, my God. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's an analogy to Family Guy to me because it's like Family Guy does this great, this horrible thing sometimes where yeah, when Peter hits his shin – And he goes, oh! And you're like, okay, he had a shin. Five minutes later, you're like, he's still holding his shin. That's the way I felt with these cars. Yeah. You know, the first five cars crash. You're like, wow. Mm -hmm. Seventeen minutes later, you're going,
0: is this? (laughs) It's still going. Is this done yet? And like again, it you can just tell they're like, okay, the first Blues Brothers is known for all of its good car chases. We got to do that. But the problem was the first Blues Brothers had like five chases. Yeah. And they were all fun. You know, they actually trash a real-life yeah. mall that they were going to demolish in Which that was area. cool. Yeah, which was a great scene. And then they had the scene at the end where they're going through Lower Wacker and um, the post office and everything right. like that to the Daily Plaza. But they were spread out, and stuff happens here and there. This one's just like, well, we got 10 minutes. Let's crash every car and beat how and many there was in the other one. And there was just pointless. And the chase scene itself was short. Was. It was
1: it was pointless because it was it was kind of an implied chase. Yeah, you didn't uh, yeah. really see the chase. Yeah, yet. you they're... saw them all take off after each other, and uh-huh. you're like, okay, there's gonna be a chase here. And then he ramps it. And then he ramps it, and the cars crash. And you're like, oh,
0: yeah, all right, never mind. Yeah, but like you you just felt like okay, well we got to put this in, so yeah. let's just put this in, and there is no reason for it. And we need to crash all these cars because we have to crash them all. Mm-hmm. So then after that, now we're at the Battle of the Bands in New Orleans. So they get there. And they're talking to the witch woman that's, what, 120 120 years years old? Yeah. And they're talking to her, and he says all these things. And the joke was, all these genres we don't play. But she gets mad and turns them into zombies. We think. Or something. Something. They're like blackish green. Yeah. So then they do a number with only the three of them. Or was Buster also? I'm forgetting him again. It's like... I eternal sunshine myself Where did and just Buster go at that point. Was he in there? He was playing the harmonica, I think, or is that in the next scene? I don't, know. I don't know. Like I say, he's already being lost in my mind. Yeah. But yeah. So the three guys, you know, um, are singing a song. And then at the end of the song, she just leaves them petrified for, well, she, she actually then petrifies them at
1: the end. So I start yes. to think, did they not do a good enough job? Yeah. Yeah. I don't but know.
0: she just didn't want to listen to them, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. So then they're, who knows how long they're petrified, but we see the, was it Louisiana Gator Boys? The Louisiana Gator Boys. Which is- Superband. super band. Yeah, which was a super band. It had, um, I saw Eric Clapton in it, B.B. Mm-hmm. Uh, King. B.B. King was in there. Um, I'm trying to remember else? who else is in there. There was a lot of people. Yeah. There was a lot of big names. Of course it was all hosted by Paul Schaefer. Yeah, Paul Schaefer is <laughs> in it. Because Paul Schaefer will do anything if you ask. I'm pretty sure yeah. he would be the MC at uh, Willie's strip club. Paul Schaefer will be the guest on next week's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was working at Willie's before Elwood Kane. Yeah, exactly. Um
1: so yeah, they're all petrified. The the Louisiana Gator boys get up on the stage. They do their little number.
0: Which is great. I thought it was great. It's like ten minutes, but it's like one of the best parts. I'm yeah. Like, I don't care what goes on with the other, you know, song. They're gonna win this battle. Yeah, sure. Um, and then they decide let's go ahead and let the Blues
1: Brothers band sing. Yes. So they're on the stage. They un- she unpetrifies them. Yeah,
0: unpetrifies them. Elwood finishes, finishes his, his line, joke from which was already finished. Ago. I might add. Yeah.
1: He just said it again. He said the last line again. I think. Yeah. Um, and then they decide, and then it's their turn to
0: perform. They didn't do a bad job. No, but they didn't beat the Gator Boys. But they didn't beat the Gator Boys. <laughs> They, they're not beating, you know, a group that Eric no. Clapton's like the fifth biggest name. Yeah, no. Um, but let's talk a minute about what happens to our
1: our, our our problem solving. All right. So, in come the Redneck Nazis. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. In yes. come the Russians. Uh-huh. Now, don't forget they've been chasing these guys the whole time. Yes. In they come. Daryl Hammond is, as we mentioned before, alive somehow. Actually the whole the whole redneck group should have been dead. But they're alive. Mm-hmm. And now we've got this really tense situation. You're thinking, what's gonna happen here? Everybody's got guns. Everybody's got guns, and you're thinking, man, this might actually this might actually be a good scene. Yeah.
0: And then it The witch woman goes poof and they're all and turns all of them into rats. And that's the end of the scene. And and that's, like, oh. Yeah. That's the end of the scene. Everybody's like, all right. And they go know, back to the band. <laughs> nobody's terrified that this woman just turned people into rats. rats. No,
1: not even, I mean, anybody on the stage should have been sitting there going, um, I'm going to leave
0: now. Yeah. Because if we lose this. I don't want to know what she's going to do to me. Yeah. yeah. Louisiana Gator Boys seem fine. With Everybody's this. cool with this. Mm-hmm. Well, so, Louisiana Gator Boys have probably seen some. Yeah, they've some probably seen stuff. some stuff. So, yeah, just turn them into the, into um rats. Everything's fine. Back to singing. Yeah. The cops are there now. Yeah. And, you know, the guy that was, Joe Morton's is just like to his partner, he's like, we're cool. No, we're good. Everything's cool. And they actually show her, holster her gun then. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're Cause... still wanted for thousands of things. Yeah, but but he said it was fine. Yeah. He's like, we cool. We cool now. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay. Puts the gun away. Don't you away. know who I am? Yeah. Puts the gun away. Which I
1: still want to know how the Illinois State Police have... Any jurisdiction in Louisiana.
0: Well, they're also remember they're working with the FBI because yeah, the FBI is like, yeah, we'll we'll work. We'll with do you. that. Yeah. So the FBI is there. I guess. So we forget every other thing that he's done, and they, you know, do the stuff. Did they ever say who won? Yeah, the Louisiana Gator Boys did. Win. Okay, they did win. I they think by win. then, but um, then they
1: were going to do a super band. Oh yeah, they're going to do that. Both
0: the groups are going to perform at the same time. Uh huh. And so they start doing it, and again, a beat for beat remake of the original one. Exactly. Uh, the band keeps playing as just elwood and the The boy um, boy leave yeah and this is a weird scene he's like you got to go back with them and she's like he's like no i want to stay with someone that loves me at what point
1: i mentioned a few minutes ago at what point was there any emotion in this
0: movie yeah there is none like none he i don't think the two people the two of them have five lines of dialogue with each other no i don't think so either because that kid is just there they have a few lines he will do a stupid dance
1: yeah they have a few lines of dialogue at the beginning, like, around the police station when mm-hmm. Buster robs the brother, the you know, the quote-unquote brother.
0: Yeah. That's about it. Yes. And then he's there. Yeah. He does. He eats peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He plays harmonica, which is uh, John Popper. Yeah. Which that's the scene we forgot about, where now, John Popper that, is like, me. hey, look at my band play. And they play in front of, like, a Motel 6. If that. And then, like, Elwood's just a total jerk. See ya. And he's like, yeah, I'll listen to it, and just leaves. Yeah. And I was waiting for them to show back up, but no. They're just like, Blues Traveler's big now. Let's put him in the movie. Yeah, it is kind of a blues movie, and Mm -hmm. this is Blues Traveler, so. Yeah, and like I say, you can tell that John Popper's playing the harmonica for the little kid. Yeah. But yeah, we're at the scene, he's like, you're the only person that loves me. I want to stay with you. So instead of maybe them going to the nun who he has a relationship with and being like, hey – you know, this is a misunderstanding. I didn't, didn't know he out. was with us. Hey, I'm sorry about this. I'd love to adopt this kid. They take off. No, they take off. So they're going 100 miles an hour, and I guess this is supposed to be showing that he's fatherly now. He buckles his seatbelt and says, "Buckle you safe. your seatbelt. And the kid's like, huh? And then he does it, and they smile at each other. And then they drive off. And then they drive off in the movie. Ends. And that's the end of the movie. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> that's how it ends. So the movie ends... With the kidnapping of a child.
1: Is it a new kidnapping or is it the continued kidnapping?
0: Yeah, but, like, the movie ends, you know, on a feel-good yeah. note of this kid, you being know. Being kidnapped. Being kidnapped. I guess they're running for the border. I don't know. It's a long run from Louisiana to the border. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on, but it just ends. It's the end of it. And then we have, like, good music to end the movie with. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, that was the movie. That was, that. that's Blues Brothers 2000 in a nutshell. Mm-hmm.
1: And it was bad. It, yes. was, it was worse than I think we're giving it credit for. Yeah. We tried, I think we made it sound better than it is.
0: Because, like, there are certain moments that, you know, the music's good. Sure. Um, But it's, yeah, it's just bad. It's just, like you said, there's no emotion in it. No. Um, And Dan Aykroyd was never a good actor, per se, but he was better than this.
1: Oh, yeah. He just phoned it in. Oh, yeah. And you know, I mentioned that my wife was watching most of the movie with me. I think as I, as she would, she would look up from what she was doing and watch the movie for a few minutes at a time. And as I, as I would look at her, I literally could see brain cells falling out of her head.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, think, I watched them. I think my nose started bleeding for no apparent reason. My wife is now an invalid. Mm-hmm. She's dumb. Yeah, it's like the scene from Scanners where everybody's head blows up. Yeah, yeah, that's what it happens really when you watch this.
1: Um, I don't envy it. I don't envy anybody who has to actually watch this or yeah. who wants to watch
0: this. Yeah, like I said it was when I saw it when it was first out and we're all like, "Hey, we got a new one." It was like a funeral at the end. Well, there's a reason it dropped 41% in, in one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't open well. No. Cuz it didn't do that well with well, critics either. No. Surprisingly.
1: And, you know, we mentioned that its budget was 28 million earlier. It made 14. Yeah, 14. So So there's that. Wasn't as big of a flop as last week's. No, last week's. Well, now let's let's mention that real quick. How would you how would you rate this
0: compared to last week's? If you had to sit down and watch one of the two movies, which one are you going to watch? This one, I think. Really? Because last one was just boring overall. Yeah. This one it's funny because this one's worse because of Because of what it was. Because of what the other one was. But if Blues Brothers didn't exist,
1: and this was just this,
0: and this was just this, so if this was Blues Brothers, yeah, and this is it, this is your introduction to Blues, the Blues Brothers. Brothers. I think it's a better movie than Deep Rising, just because there are moments, okay, of interesting stuff. But when you compare it to what it was, it's seventy times worse than Deep Rising because Deep Rising is his own thing, and Blues mm-hmm. Brothers is mm-hmm. besmirching a comedy classic.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and let's put it this way. When you start to look at what it did that next week, mm-hmm. okay, we mentioned that it fell
0: all the way to ninth. Yep.
1: It fell behind As Good as It Gets and Great Expectations.
0: Yes. Which, as good as it gets at that time, was out for about eight weeks. Eight weeks, yep. Still behind Goodwill Hunting, still behind Titanic. The Wedding Singer, which we're doing next yeah, week. Yeah, we're doing The Wedding Singer next week. Because I can't do Sphere and I'm not doing the borrowers. <laughs> the borrowers. Hey, a John Goodman back to back. Wasn't he in that one? I think he was. I don't know. We'll look at it. Um but Yeah? Yeah, yeah there's yep. John Goodman. Yeah, so he, um, he could have done a John he Goodman, Goodman, Goodman. two some.
1: Um but no, so I think you're right. I think I think Blues Brothers 2000 was worse because of what it was. Yeah.
0: If it was standalone If the, if these two movies were in a vacuum, I would have said, "Okay, Deep Rising's really bad." and terrible, and so is Blues Brothers, but Blues Brothers had three... It had some good songs. Yeah, it had, like, three numbers that I'm like, hey, I like this. But the thing is, it had nothing to do with the movie. No. If, like, you took... If you watched Blues Brothers 2000, and you take out the musical numbers... Yeah. It's 50 times worse than Deep Rising too. But at least they had Aretha Franklin, and Wilson Pickett, and B.B. King, and, you know, Eric Clapton, and all of these really big, huge names singing songs. Blues Traveler, you're like, all right. Sure, sure. But – and here's where I'm going to talk about my um, philosophy. Okay. Yeah, I like this. No sequel should be made if there are 20 years between the last one and this one because it's never worked. With the exception of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, with the exception of the Star Wars movies, but they had so much money in it it wasn't going to fail.
1: Disney wasn't going to make that fail.
0: Yeah. And – There was continuation for all those years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess in a way you have to look at Star Wars as totally different because you also had the Clone Wars, and you had the video games, and you had...
0: Yeah, so there was stuff in the world. Yeah,
1: and you had the Christmas special. (laughs) Yes. Lumpy. Lumpy's my favorite. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, But with Blues Brothers, it went from 1980 to Mm -hmm.
1: 1998. Yeah, 18-year
0: difference. So 18-year difference. So it's in that 20-year thing. It's the same thing with, like I said, the... Last Crusade and the Indiana Jones movie, which we will not name. I will never do that movie on this podcast. Yeah, no. It doesn't exist. And um, one that you might not even know exists, they made a sequel to Chinatown. Did you know that? I did not. It's called The Two Jakes. It's I awful. I watched that either. Yeah. No. And anytime there's that much time in between, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't make a sequel because the world's different. The yeah. The movie, what people want in movies are different. So that takes us to our next point. Does it hold up? No. No. I don't think it held up in 98. No, it didn't hold up in 98. And it doesn't hold up in 2018. No. It's, like, the sad thing is now most of the musicians in it are dead. Yeah, they are. Aretha Franklin's still alive. Mm-hmm. But B.B. King's dead. B.B. King's dead. Um, Pretty sure Wilson Pickett's dead. Probably. Um, John Popper's still alive. I saw him at uh, Decatur Celebration a few years ago. Surprisingly, his career has gone to Decatur Celebration levels. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not surprising. No, it's not. It was I love Blues Traveler, but there's do, only but they're, they're there's so only they're. so long that uh group that played harmonica was going to be big. Yeah, exactly. Once once you get in once you
1: get um computerized instrumentals in there, mm-hmm. harmonica's just It's kind of it's kind of like when swing was in for that
0: like 6 months. Yep, big bad voodoo daddy for yeah. life, man. Yep, exactly and, but, and uh yeah, yeah, so the the movie doesn't hold up, and no. even the people that are in it, no one would know who they are. I if, wouldn't know half of them. Yeah. If um I watched this with my class mm-hmm. who they are all 16 to 18 mm-hmm. not even live when this movie came out no makes me feel old yeah but they wouldn't know who paul Shear is no because letterman's david letterman, letterman has been gone for 10 years now letterman's been uh, gone not maybe not quite now. that long but long enough where they're not going to know who he is yeah they're not going to know who paul Scheer is. so even that person they're not going to know by the way oh what i say Shear. Yeah, th- that's a different. That's guy. a different guy. Yeah, Paul Schaefer. Yeah, they might know Paul Schaefer. <laughs> I don't know. They might, maybe. But yeah, Paul Schaefer. <clears throat> no one's going to know. No. So yeah, it doesn't hold up at all. There's nothing in this movie that's fun. I no, show I agree. Blues Brothers because I, you know, they're old enough I that like I it. can show that to my class when we talk about movies, like music and movies. Yeah. They still like it. This movie was made the year before I was born. It's 39 years old now. Yeah. Or no. No. Thirty-eight. Well,
1: I was gonna say I'm I'm older than you. Yeah, I'm not thirty-nine
0: years. Yeah, old. so yeah, it's it's old. Yeah, uh, it's thirty-eight years old now, um, and people can still watch that. If Blues? I showed Blues Brothers two thousand, they would be bored before he's at the strip club. Blues Brothers at thirty-eight years old holds up significantly
1: better than Blues Brothers two thousand. Did it in ninety-eight. It did in ninety-eight. It did it. It did it six months.
0: Yeah, at at one week mm-hmm. after your first viewing of it in ninety-eight. I didn't watch it for twenty years. That's, what, that's saying something. <laughs> I watch, like. I love Blues Brothers. Yeah, have not thought about this movie in twenty years, and then I'm like, the only parts I remembered is I remembered that big car chase, I remembered the Riders on the Storm scene, yeah. and I remembered kind of the end with the Battle of the Bands, and that's it. I will. I will forever remember Riders
1: on the Storm just because of. The, I, I don't even want to know what it is. I don't even know what, what to say the, about it. the what in the god's yeah. name is
0: happening here?
1: Alright, so what's the best scene
0: in this movie? The best scene... I don't know. It'd have to be one of the songs... Now, well,
1: that's the only scenes that even made sense yeah. in this movie.
0: Now, I, I might give it to when I figured out what the strip club was because I just thought that was hilarious. I'm like, wait a second. He's going to sing okay. at the strip club. But is
1: that a best scene or is that just a moment you think is hilarious? Yeah,
0: I, that's just hilarious. Um, I would say my favorite part was when the Gator Boys were performing because I'd be like, oh, I know who that guy is. Oh, I know who that is. Oh, this is cool. For for me, it's the phone and and sex And Blues Brothers weren't on Oh at yeah. all.
1: For me, it's the phone sex operator song.
0: Yes, that was. That's I love that number song. It,
1: it was just catchy. It was fun. It was. They had, it had fun at costumes on. It had zero point in the movie at all. Yeah. For that three minutes, I could just imagine I was watching MTV in 1998. Yep. Although that would have been the
0: weirdest. That would have been the video. oddest
1: <laughs> MTV video in 98. Look at these guys but, that were popular from the 60s. But still, I could imagine I was watching uh-huh. something other than Blues Brothers 2000 yeah. for three
0: minutes because both of our favorite scenes uh-huh. don't have the nope. Blues Brothers in it. Because nope. that's the other thing. No, they thing. don't. They barely sang. Yeah. In the first movie, they had Ray Charles do his song sure. and Ruth Franklin, but they still, sang. Right. they still sang a lot. They did. They sang Rawhide. You
1: know, it's an interesting... Sweet Home Chicago. It's an interesting point you make because, as I think back on it, they didn't sing very much. No. Elwood, what I mean, if you, you include E. He count, he, he sang at the, he strip, sang club at the strip club <laughs> by himself. He sang... Riders on the Storm. Riders on the Storm. They sang at the at the. They didn't sing at the revival. No, James James Brown did. And, He's and not the they, one that's dead now. Yeah, and they sang at the Battle of the Bands.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's the only three he times didn't, he didn't sing much at the Battle of the Bands. That was his brother. You're right.
1: You're right. But that's the only three times I can think of the Blues Brothers mm-hmm. singing singing. Yeah, in the entire
0: movie. Yeah, maybe that says something about the movie. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I thought of is, if you cut the kid out, other than the kidnapping plot, does it change the movie no. at all? No, it doesn't. Honestly, it doesn't even change his kidnapping plot because why are they after him originally? Because, because he money. stole $500 yeah, from the car. Yeah, but the only reason now, the FBI The FBI is gets
1: involved because of this kidnapping. Yeah, but, but
0: yeah, you could do one thing. It's like, oh, it's because they had vi- vehicular, you know. Sure, you know, toss something else in there. Yeah. He destroyed a building with a car you again could and, literally edit him out of the movie. And other than the very end where all of a sudden they love each other. They love other, each other, yeah. There's no well, point for him. maybe that's why I don't remember him. Yeah, exactly. Because he had no plot
1: device this movie at all. And I
0: think they brought him in because they're like, let's make this a kitty movie. Let's bring in a kid. And it didn't work.
1: It it bombed. And horrendously.
0: The other thing was, he wasn't bad. No. I mean, like, I've seen movies with much more annoying kid characters. He just didn't do anything. Um, There's no reason. Interestingly enough,
1: the the kid was was in um, Three Nothing. Ninjas.
0: Oh. He was Tum Tum. I do love Three Ninjas. I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love three ninjas
0: i got i that's behind like um sandlot and mighty ducks for some of like there's the movies that i don't watch anymore because i know they're probably bad but i love them never turn on the sandlot i made that mistake yeah uh, i don't know
1: a few months ago and it doesn't hold up yeah i i know
0: oh the one scene we did forget about is when they're in bob's country bunker or whatever it is now oh and, thing, the, and he puts the um yeah, shaving cream, shaving on cream, on cream all his over face. his face and the kid does like, because if he you, runs out like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, in who they originally wanted in the movie. Which but they want He it. aged out and was probably on heroin by then. I think he was on heroin he, by then. Yeah. All right, so what's the worst scene? We talked about the oh, quote unquote boy. best scene. Um,
1: for me, there's a couple scenes that are absolutely horrendous. Well, there's a lot of scenes that are horrendous. <laughs> yes. Um, I think for me, one of the worst scenes, because it it didn't do anything for me. I think it was probably the scene with um, where, where he's at the, uh, the orphanage at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just sat there and I'm like, okay, this was a 10-minute scene mm-hmm. that with the exception of picking up the boy for the kidnapping plot that we just decided we didn't need, mm-hmm. it was pointless.
0: Yeah, but they had to. Mention, but they had to have it, and they had to mention everybody that died. They did. Oh, and the other annoying thing is now because in the first movie, a very funny scene with the penguin when they'd hit when they got hit with the ruler. Now she has now she a got ruler. That big metal. Yeah, and like she she keeps going zoom, and it comes out like a lightsaber. Yeah, that whole scene Ugh. bothered me. Uh-huh. That was a bad one. I still think the worst is when he apparently didn't know his brother would died for thirty years. That
1: that's pretty bad. Yes, and he's just standing there. Hmm. Um. Both scenes are horrendous. I think you could have gone with probably ninety-eight of. Yeah, I was about to say the the worst
0: scene of the movie is Blues Brothers two thousand.
1: The credits roll to the beginning, and you realize the movie's on, and now we are in the worst scene Mm -hmm. ever. Um, who's the who who who's the champion of the film? Who who came out of this film? I think, I think,
0: (laughs) I think we said John Belushi. I think it is Belushi. (laughs) Probably him, John Candy, maybe (laughs) another dead guy. (laughs) That's like dead guy. Yeah, um, um,
1: it's not Landis.
0: No, it's not We Landis. talked about
1: what he did after this movie and it was nothing. Yeah, he,
0: this is a career killer for this John Landis. Him. He's the guy that directed American Werewolf in London, mm-hmm. Blues Brothers, yep. Animal House, some Twilight classic Zone. Classic movies. Yeah, classic movies. He made he's done. He made a Tom Arnold movie before this called The Stupids, which he made this and then he, after this the best thing he's done is episodes of Psych and the Mark Paul Gossler Courtroom show Franklin and Bash. Yeah, Franklin and Bash. So this um, was a career killer for him. So Landis is not. Yeah. Now,
1: I wonder, did it kill his career, or was he just like, you know what, I'm just done. It might have been. Either way, the this one-two ended punch him, of that
0: and the Stupids, one yeah. way or the other, it ended him. So
1: it's not Landis, but who is the champion? I. Huh. I, oh.
0: I would say Joe Morton, just because he's the
1: only one who really carries any weight in this movie. He's the only one that tries.
0: Yeah. Like, I love John Goodman, but he's nothing They didn't in this. write
1: John Goodman into this at all.
0: Yeah, he's just there. Like, so I'd go Joe Morton just because there's a few moments. Yeah. And, like, he has a good voice.
1: Yeah, he did. He, he
0: surprised me but with his I, voice. But I do honestly think the answer um, is
1: John Belushi. It is John Belushi because you realize just how much he meant to the Blues Brothers franchise. Yes. Um, would it do well today? God damn, it didn't do well in 98. <laughs> yeah.
0: I couldn't even <laughs> – I couldn't imagine it now because, It would tank
1: oh. worse than it did then.
0: Yeah. But know what this probably would be? It'd be a ten-episode Netflix show.
1: Well, here now we could go into an entire thing about this because a ten-episode Netflix show means that there's really about four episodes of content in a mm-hmm. ten- and a ten-episode contract. Yeah, so it's about like this movie.
0: Yeah, it's about like this movie. But yeah, each time they could go somewhere. The first half is getting the band back together. They'll have all the then they'll do musicians this, and everything like that. they'll yeah, do a
1: show. They'll do another show. Car chase show.
0: Yeah, there's no, there's no way that this uh, movie would ever be theatrically released now. No. No, it would not. It, um, it, like, Netflix might make it a movie, or it might go to Amazon or something like that, but I mean, it would never even try to get theatrically released. It's not big enough. It's doesn't have any stars of any kind. You know, uh, I love John Goodman, but he's not making... It wasn't him that made Kong's Skull Island make $170 million. No, it wasn't. I mean... John Goodman, everybody knows who John Goodman
1: is, so he's not a that guy. But he's a classic example of a that guy. Yeah, he's good because you see him in a movie, you're like, oh, oh, he's yeah, I like this. Yeah. Now he's not a that guy because we all know who John Goodman is, but he's mm-hmm. an example of that. Yep. But even in this movie, yeah, I can't, I can't vote for him for an MVP of this movie. No,
0: God, he didn't do anything. But no. yeah, I, like I think he would do so bad today that it would go straight to Netflix or it would be yeah you know it'd be this on is, the VOD yeah. section right next to Nicholas Cage's 17th movie of this year.
1: Yeah, Sorcerer's Apprentice 15.
0: <laughs> I don't think he's made that yet. He's just no. made he makes a lot of bad movies with Josh Hamilton and John Travolta and Bruce Willis. Yeah. Like it it just that's where this would go.
1: It would. It would. It would you would sit there and you'd, you'd be flipping you know the places you don't look. Yeah. And, and somehow you'd stumble upon it one day and go, what the hell is this? Yeah,
0: or Spike just makes a TV show of it. You're like, what? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. Um, the advertising budget for Sharknado's is is, is better than this. Mm-hmm. So it, it, can't, it can't survive today. The dialogue was horrible, I felt like. Oh, God, yeah. It was forced at every turn. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Aykroyd's uh, accent, even though he tries to pull off the same accent as Elwood, he, he didn't do, it, do it.
0: Yeah. It did not fly. And, they and like, did you notice in the beginning of the movie he had a lot of dialogue? Yeah. And then by, like, the middle of it, he's just like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if that's on purpose or if he just said halfway through, you know what? I'm <laughs> yeah. phoning the rest of this oh, in.
0: Oh, he phoned the whole thing in. But well, yeah, yeah. It just seems like they they knew after a few days, no one cares, you know, this movie in its This movie way, is going to suck. No one wants to see the Blues Brothers in this movie, so they just want to have... Jazz. This really musicians. could have just been a movie about Joe Morgan's character. Yeah. Would have been we better. Didn't, we didn't need Elwood.
1: We didn't need Buster.
0: No. Didn't need We Matt. didn't need any of them. Yeah. It just
1: was what it was. hmm So, no. Would it do well today? No. There's no way that this movie does anything in the box office today. No. I don't even know if it gets a theatrical
0: release. I, I don't think it would. I don't think it would. I think, like I said, I think it'd be an 8 to 10 episode show on something. I agree with that. Um, so,
1: that'll wrap up. Anything else you want to say on this movie other than please don't ever watch this? Yeah, don't, don't watch this. I didn't even rent this. I used a seven-day free trial of Cinemax on Amazon, and I yep. canceled it the instant it got done.
0: <laughs> it was because of this. And It was
1: because of this. So, Cinemax, if you're listening, take this off your list.
0: <laughs> Burn it. I don't care if it's in the cloud. Somehow nuke <laughs> the it. cloud.
1: Find a way to, if it's on, they always say if it's on the internet, it never goes away. Mm-hmm. Make this go away. Yeah. Um... I have nothing else to say about this. Movie. Yeah, no, no, this is bad. So next week, uh, we had discussed wedding singer or sphere. I think we, I think we landed on wedding singer.
0: Yes, wedding singer.
1: Because um, I can't do another. We can't
0: do three bad ones in a row. Do it.
1: I have. To... I actually like wedding singer.
0: Yeah, I was about to say. You know, we're in a bad place where, we're like, wedding singer, the oasis in the desert.
1: Adam Sandler, arguably one of his better movies.
0: Yeah, well, that's not saying. That's not much. saying much. That's like saying it's the least painful time of being kicked in the junk. So. Kind of liked Happy Gilmore. Oh, Happy Gilmore is my favorite. Okay, Happy Gilmore is the best. This and Fifty First Dates is probably right beneath it. I like Wedding Singer
1: because I think I was a child of the eighties. We'll talk about this all next week, but I was a child of the eighties, and I think I like this movie because of that. Yep. Let's see if it holds up. Two thousand, not so much. So, um, our recommendation: please don't ever watch it. Um, But if you are going to watch it, comment on our stuff. Yeah. Join us on our Facebook discussions. Join us on Twitter. Explain the strip club to me. Please do that. <laughs> if you're a strip club connoisseur, is that accurate?
0: Would, do you have jazz bands in the strip club? Yeah. Would you want to go here? Like, And we're talking about the seedy people. I'm not talking about people that no. like a burlesque show or something because I no. can see that. But are not talking Moulin Rouge. Yeah. This is supposed to be a seedy place. I yeah. don't think – that's not what they're going to see. Seedy places don't have lights on. Yeah. Um.
1: So join us in discussion, Facebook, Twitter – Um, Hit us up on on those two platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Um, As a note, we actually got quite a bit of listens last week. We're up on iTunes now, so we're getting listens there. We're fancy. Um, So be sure when you listen on SoundCloud or on iTunes, hit us up with a rating. Hit us up with a review. We'd love to see what we're doing. Um, We'd love to hear from you, our audience. Um, I had people, interestingly enough, we have people listening mostly from the United States, obviously, but Mm -hmm. as I looked at the stats, we had... Um, our second highest listening to place was Canada. Mm-hmm. So we got some Canadians up there. Hi, Canadians.
0: And we were just kidding. We actually love you, Canada, when we are talking about Toronto. Are we? Well, it's Toronto, though.
1: Yeah, but still. Well,
0: somebody from Toronto
1: was listening. So Toronto, yeah. we love you. Yeah. Um, we had, a, we had a person from Toronto listen and a person from Winnipeg
0: listen. The Maple Leafs are actually a fun team to watch this year, so.
1: And the only, the only hockey game I've ever seen are the Jets and the Blackhawks. Well, there you go. And the Jets kicked the Blackhawks' ass. So screw you, Winnipeg. <laughs> um... So we had people from Canada, the United States, uh, Sweden. Hey, are hi. you listening to us in English? Can yeah. we translate this? And Germany, um, Bitte? <laughs> or Donka rather, Donka. Yeah, please, um, Bitta. Yeah, it's thank you, you're welcome. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Donka. Um, so thank you all for listening. We hope to hear you again, or you hope you hear us again next week when we do the wedding singer. We apologize for the late time this week because of the illnesses, but we're out.
0: Yeah, our kids were literally puking all over well, our your houses. Kids were. Oh yeah. My kid,
1: my kid stayed here and said, nope. And we had crosses on the door when you walked in, and I sprayed yep. them all with Lysol. <laughs> yes. Um, so for this week, we'll end the show. Uh, Blues Brothers 2000, we're done. I'm never touching this movie again. Um, I'm Steve. I'm Ryan. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening.